Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC.
song is sweet again But whether he is far away Or very near He makes music only Colin, my guest today. So good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Diva JC here in Chile. I know you don't believe it, but it's slightly chilly. South Florida. <laughs> so I'm going to bring my guest in, Barbara Colin, who is calling in from... Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the line. And you're calling from where? I'm calling from Pasadena, California. Pasadena. Okay. So, Barbara, that's a beautiful song from a beautiful song. And I'm looking forward to seeing her live tonight in Del Rey. Yes, she's going to be at the art store. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So, Barbara, let's talk about you. How okay. old were you when you were first touched by music? How did oh. you come music in your life? Well, I, have, I had music in my family. My father played a little trumpet, a little guitar, and uh, he was a big jazz fan, so we always had it at jazz uh, playing in the house and other kinds of music. And then when I was 15 years old, I, I really started listening to jazz. A lot of people, uh, friends were listening to rock and all these other genres, but I was listening to jazz. Uh, John Coltrane, Bobby Hutcherson, uh, Dart Pepper, all these different jazz artists back in the day. So, um that kind of threw me into it. I started going to jazz clubs at a young age. And then uh, later on, I worked in, a, I got the privilege of working and becoming a booking agent in a jazz uh, agency up in uh, California, Berkeley, California. It was the Berkeley Agency. So that got me started. Okay. Now, did you ever study music? No, I didn't. Um, I actually, well, no, that's not true because I had piano lessons when I was a a young girl. And then I had some flute lessons um, in my 20s. And I I really wanted to play flute, but there were a couple of things that held me back. One, uh, I wanted to play jazz flute, but there were no real role models at that time. 
for women playing flute and also playing jazz flute. And also um, just couldn't practice all that much every day to become a real musician. <laughs> so I, instead I ended up going into the business and representing uh, musicians. And a lot okay. of flute players in my first job. So that was interesting. A lot. So were many of them women the flute players? Can you say that again? Were, were many of the flute players women? No, not in the beginning. Um, I know a lot now, but when I first started, and that's, you were talking about 35, 40 years ago now. <laughs> so when I first started, there were not a lot of women uh, that I knew of except jazz, except I, when I my first job with the Berkeley agency as a booking agent, I represented Toshiko Akayoshi, who's a piano player and a composer and a band leader. So I represented her big band. So that was, uh, you know, she's she's one of the first women that I that I represented in in music in jazz. Um, I remember going to see Patrice Russian playing at uh, Keystone Corner in San Francisco. She was very young. I was young. I got into the club. And that's really the first time I, I really saw someone. She was playing straight-ahead jazz, and it was very inspiring. So she was one of the first to kind of, um, you know, I thought, okay, well, you know, she's doing this. Maybe I can do it. But, again, I didn't want to practice day in, day out. So right, it was, it was inspiring. Okay. All right. So you... You have your own agency now, right? I do. Yes, I do. And do you I have my own agency? How long have you been with your own agency? Well, at least 20 years. Mm. And um, before that, because before that I worked in um, book, booking agencies and I worked uh, in John Levy Enterprises, which was a management company, we had um, Nancy Wilson and Joe Williams, and at one time, Shirley Horn. Mm-hmm. So um, then I worked at ICM, which is, you know, one of the bigger agencies here in Los Angeles. But I just decided I wanted to work with uh, both developing artists and established artists. So I started my own company. Okay. Probably almost 25 years. Now, do you do mostly large venues or strictly jazz clubs? You know, what is the range? Okay. Well, first of all, um, in my business, I eventually expanded beyond jazz. So I don't just work with jazz artists. I work with blues, world, um, Latin, and other genres of music. But as far as bookings, I book everything from the smaller clubs to private events uh, to the large venues like performing arts centers, major festivals. And I, and I book both nationally and locally, nationally, and internationally. Oh, where internationally? 
Oh, I've been all over. <laughs> In some cases, I've traveled with the artist, which has been quite an experience. But I've, oh. oh, I've been in Tunisia, I've been in Chile, I've been in Canada, I've booked artists in uh, Europe, um, Asia, uh, Indonesia, mm. Japan, so, yeah, England, okay. various places. So you've been around the block. <laughs> well, they have, the artists have anyway. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, I do want to mention that Toshiko's husband, Lou Bakken, is on the recording of my song, Sweet Return, by Freddie Hubbard. Okay, Freddie Hubbard was was an artist I worked with in the Berkeley Agency also. Oh, what year was that? Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, a this long time record, ago. This yeah. recording was because I introduced Patrice Russian at the Robin Hood Dell in wow. 1983. Okay. And Freddie Hubbard was the leader of the Cool Jazz All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And he went into the studio and did a recording with them, and he recorded my song. Oh, wonderful. It, it's the title of the album, Sweet Return. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that was a long time ago, 1983. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. that's because we, you know, Toshiko is featured in my book, Amazing Music Women, when I teach about uh-huh. music women, I teach about her. And she's one of the okay. women. And I've been doing this since 1997. So it's interesting that you were her manager. You know, Well, I wasn't her manager. I, I was a booking agent, her booking, okay. booking agent. Okay. And this was quite a quite a while ago. Um mm-hmm. but but it really, you know, stands out in my mind because she was such a talent. And in of those course. days she was she was high up, she was like number one, you know, up on the bill on the downbeat charts and across the country a lot of people didn't know who she was, so I had to kind of educate and book. And uh-huh. that was kind of sink or swim. I didn't have any classes teaching me how to be a booking agent. I just did it. Right. Think or <laughs> Right. So talk to me about that because uh, for my listeners, Barbara is one of the promoters who is featured in the next Music Woman magazine. And I found that to be necessary because a lot of musicians would not work if it weren't for booking agents, managers, producers, yeah. and the like, Thank you. and DJs, and DJs. Mm-hmm. So I have a two-part question for you. First, okay. is it different booking men and women? And second, are DJs necessary 
for you to know in your efforts to book? Um, okay, well, this, I don't know if it's different. How it, it, and a, an art, an artist is an artist. I find that women um, often want a lot more detail uh, about a booking. And men are a little bit more cut and dry. <laughs> so um, that's one difference. And, you know, of course it's been challenging over the years to, to book women who play instruments because, and it still is, because uh, it's, there's so many men. It's so dominated, particularly in jazz, dominated by so many male musicians. And women have to tr- seem to have to try, like, you know, at least twice as hard to get to to get a name to be included to get booking um, it's changing thankfully, but it's taken a long time uh, Tell me the other part of the question again the second part okay yes our djs you know you you talked about the chart oh, yeah how the djs yeah. drive the chart. Well, DJs are, are wonderful, um, particularly when they when they love an artist like they love Amber Weeks. <laughs> she's just been embraced. She's done so many interviews. Uh, you know, she's she's been on the chart. She reaches out personally to the the DJs afterwards to thank them, and um, they're very important. Now, I have, you know, as a manager talk to a lot more a lot more DJs as a booking agent usually it's the manager or the artist or they hire a promotion person I work with Jim Igo a lot out of New York for radio promotion um, so of course his his company he and his his colleagues are they're the ones dealing directly with the radio stations usually but yeah I, I think it's very important to get radio airplay and to have if you can have relationships with the djs it's wonderful it can really okay. it can really help and an artist in terms of getting exposure and the charts where do they and play? the chart yeah well T- talk you know, about again well if an artist is on a chart and you know it really helps in, in, in the jazz charts for a jazz artist you know, it, it, you, I can really talk it up then about the fact that they're on, on the charts, they're getting more airplay, um, it helps the tour, it all, it all kinds of, fit, it all fits together. Uh, anything that's promotional for the artist is helpful for the booking agent because it's easier if some, if they're known in a certain market or if a DJ will help by playing them or interviewing them, everything, all this exposure really helps in terms of trying to get bookings. Uh huh. Now, does the artist uh, approach the DJ, or does the booking does the booking agent or the agency approach the DJs? No, it's generally the. Um, you see, I've done a little bit of everything. <laughs> so I've, I've, you know, as a manager, I also did publicity. 
uh, you can so there's different ways you can go about it. You can, you know, you can send out to the different radio, send your product out to the different radio stations. Uh, you can call the call up the radio stations and find out, introduce yourself and make contact, and then send it out. You can try to get an interview on the radio station, or you can hire someone to help with that process. You can hire a publicist, you can hire a promotion, radio promotions person. So it just, it's, there's no, you know, real answer. It's just, it depends on the artist, it depends on their budget, it depends on how established they are. But uh, yeah, I, I have talked to people directly at radio stations. And I've had many artists interviewed on radio stations. Well, tell us about Amber. Well, Amber, um, you know, Amber has been singing for a while, but she had another job, and she she had it for a while, but she quit it, quit to become a full time uh, singer. And she, her first CD, CD, well, she had a CD a long time ago, but the first of the more recent CDs came out right before the pandemic. I mean, literally right before her CD release show was right before we had a lockdown here in, in uh, California. And of course, as you know, 2020 was a terrible year for artists because they had to cancel everything. Everything shut down, all the venues shut down. So that, you know, was unfortunate for her, but people still played she still got her, her music out to the radio stations, and they were playing. They loved it. And, again, she started doing interviews. The only thing she couldn't do was tour, which was unfortunate at the time. But during the pandemic, she got really ambitious, and she produced two more. Well, she had a producer, but they, did, they worked together and did two more CDs, a uh, Christmas CD called The Gathering. And uh, she... She took a CD title, Round Midnight. She had done Round Midnight a long time, years ago, and she reimagined it in terms of different scenarios with each song. So she has a whole concept behind that. But, yeah, so she, she basically has these three CDs that are being played all over the place in this country and other countries. So she's, she's, she's on the way. Okay, well, let's play uh, Pure Imagination. I you, normally, you ha- yes, I have everything. Do you, Norm- do you have It's All Right With Me? That's the one she wanted to have played. Yes, I'm going to play that when we go out. Oh, okay. Okay, but I normally do not play standard music. I play the mm-hmm. music originally from the composers that I'm interviewing. But because this is your artist, I'm going to allow for that because she's given us her permission. Okay? Yes, she has. has. Yes. So we're going to play Pure Imagination by Amber Weeks, who I have the privilege of going to see at 8 o'clock tonight. And I wish she would call in, Barbara. You know, text her and tell her to call into the show. Okay. okay. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, Amber. Okay, Sue. Close your eyes. Mm-hmm. 
make a wish and come with me and we'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin, traveling in a world of our creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to, do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. There is no life I know to compare to pure imagination. Living there, you'll be free if you truly wish to be. Sue Rainey, the Grammy-nominated singer Sue Rainey, 
was doing a duet with with Amber Weeks. Oh, it's they, their voices are the timbre in their yeah, voice similar. is so similar that I thought she was just harmonizing with herself. No, she, she that she was. Uh, you know, she started, she worked with Sue Rainey. Sue Rainey was her vocal coach for many, many years and uh-huh. uh, is, a, is a good friend. And, and uh, so that was a duet. Beautiful. That was beautiful. So, Barbara, yeah, <laughs> while I have you on the hook, <laughs> for four years, <laughs> I, I had a wonderful agent in Switzerland. She booked me in beautiful hotels and restaurants and some local festivals. What is your criteria for the artists that you book? That's a good question. Um, I like to talk to artists initially and find out if they're proactive in their own careers how professional they are, what kind of track record they have in terms of product, uh, recordings, live performances, where have they performed, et cetera. Um, But it's primarily I want to work with professional people, obviously talented uh, and and easy to work with because at this stage of my career, I just don't want to to deal with difficult artists (laughs) because – I've done that in the past, and I don't need to do that at this point. So, uh, yeah, I want to see how prepared they are professionally. Do they, do they have, and do they have a manager that would help? Um, if they're more established, are they on a, la- a record label that's known, or do they create their own product, um, which a lot of people do these days? And do they have a publicist? Because that will help too. So I, you know, I've worked with artists just getting started to, you know, artists that are very well known in the industry. So it kind of depends where people are. But but those are the qualities that I look for. So who are your favorite clients? Can you say that? Top two favorite oh. clients. Well, not I don't want to name. I don't want to name names. <laughs> not Amber. Um, you know, well, no. I, I wanted to mention, you know, some of the other uh, female artists I've worked with over time. Uh, I okay. worked with Ann Patterson with the, you know, uh, Maiden Voyage big band. Um, I worked briefly with Phoebe Snow uh, before she passed away. Uh, Sheila Jordan, I, I'm working with now. I've worked with Sheila E. Also, and I work with Mary Stallings, who's a wonderful jazz singer. Um, yeah, and uh, Yuko Mubuchi, who's a pian- up and up and coming but extremely talented um, pianist, jazz pianist. So you know, I've worked with a number of um, and work with a number of female jazz artists. Um, I don't really want to say who's my favorite. <laughs> Because no, no, I mean uh, I don't over the course, over the course of your career. I don't mean right now, you know. Yeah. Over well, the course of really. Oh, I also I also work with Sweet Baby J, who you probably know is now the artistic director 
of the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. Um, I would say Nancy Wilson was uh, a great artist to work with because she'd been in the business for so long, and she was such a hard-working and talented uh, artist. So that was that was uh, an experience for me. You know, it was a good experience, a good learning experience for me. Um, okay. I'm working with Sheila Jordan now, and she's a sweetheart. She's 93. <laughs> she just turned 93, and I just booked her on. I booked her on the 2022 Jazz Cruise. Okay. It's amazing to me that she's still going overseas. She's still performing in cruises. Wow. Uh, actually, it's kind of full circle because. The very first agency I worked for, um, I think he handled, I think Jim Castle, who was one of the owners of the agency, I think he booked her many, many years ago. So some some things come around for full circle. (laughs) It's interesting. Well, we are very happy that, our darling Gail Johnson brought you to yes, us. Yes, Jazz and Pink. I also yes. I also represent Jazz and Pink uh, and Gail oh. Johnson. So you know that well, uh, I'm well. grateful to her that we're connecting you and I Absolutely. and the organization. And so we are working on a group membership because we have right now four constituencies with a lot of people, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we just added uh, a jazz camp for women from South Africa. Oh, we great. have instrumental women in Arizona with uh, Laquita uh-huh. Chamblee. You know her? Yes, I know her. Yes, I do. She she and I may be doing some projects together. Right, right. And see, we're all in it together. But, you know, I heard about you from Gail, but I also heard about you from Laquita. You know, and you heard about me probably from other people. And it's so beautiful because we, we are the matriarchs. We're the elders. And we're the yeah. ones that can lead the 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 talented ones in the right direction, you know. Yes. Yes. So, um, I'm going to play. Well, not yet. Not yet. I want you to talk to us about what your advice is for a young woman coming into the music industry? Well, I think that um, young women need to be persistent in their careers. I've seen so many, not just women, but men as well, but with women, uh, they have more, more challenges sometimes, more obstacles to overcome with attitudes, um, particularly in the jazz world. And they need to be persistent. They need to not give up. I've seen talented people make a stab of 
uh, at their careers and actually, you know, have some pretty good results. But if it doesn't happen fast enough, they, they've withdrawn and gone and done something else. And it's a shame because I, Amber is a perfect example of somebody who has been dedicated and persistent in her career. And look what, look what's happening. You know, she's all over the place. She's played Europe. She's being played. The DJs love her, you know. I mean, it's just amazing what's happened with her. And, you know, you need to, you need to kind of keep your focus. And even through the ups and downs and the challenges. Um, so, you know, and also to realize that your career, uh, well, there are expenses involved in the career. If you want to keep it going, you know, you have to kind of keep putting initially putting money back into your career, into your promotional materials, into your recording. Um, keep updating things. Try to get, invite the press uh, to come to your shows once you have enough of an audience. So you build your audience, then you invite the press, and then you get reviews. And then you can start, you can use that to promote. So I always say too, you know, get a, a really strong following in your home base, and then start expanding out. So those those are some things. I I teach. I was teaching for about 15 years at the Musicians Institute uh, with people that just basically got out of high school. They're just starting their careers, and I always tried to really encourage the women to go forward. Um, and I, and I think that it's more open now. There's more support, so that that helps. Okay, I see you teach agents and booking. Now is I was. That... I'm not doing it currently, but oh. I, I did for a long time. Oh, okay. But I so do workshops. Are you... I do. Yeah. I still do workshops. Uh huh. <clears throat> so, do you teach people how to be an agent? I have done that, and I. But the main thing is, I'm try to empower uh, musicians so that they they know more about the business, uh, so that when they're out there, they won't get taken advantage of. You know, they'll they'll have an overview. So even if they have a booking, they don't want to be a booking agent; they want to be an artist. They'll they'll at least have a background and an overview and they'll know what's happening and then they'll know what they should expect and what they should ask for. Right. So we go over everything. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. That's, that's so necessary too. You yes, know, it is. people do not understand that it's a business. You know, you uh, need a, a tax ID number. You need, by you know, a, a business plan. Yeah. So they go at it for the stardom, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that. Well, there are six keys to being successful in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And that's uh-huh. in any business and that is branding, marketing, networking, yes. teamwork, negotiation, yes. and accounting. If you don't do those yes. six things, 
in any business, you're going to fail. So do you have a publicist to brand and market you? Yeah. And do exactly. you have an accountant to keep up with your money? And do you have a lawyer to negotiate your contracts? You know, and then you have two more fingers left on a hand for the music that you play and your the way that you look, the way that you live. You know, so yeah. it's um I, I I have to say that I stepped out there in my forties. I was mm-hmm. always singing in, you know, Philadelphia, New York, South Florida. But I stepped out there and I went to Europe and I toured mm-hmm. for eight years. I had a magnanimous wow. time. I was with mm-hmm. everybody, everybody, you know, because you meet everybody at the jazz festivals over there, right? Yes, you and do. It's so fun. I did my my master's thesis on the cultural politics of commercial jazz. Oh, and I wow. interviewed Quincy Jones for that because mm-hmm. I had face time with him in Montreux, Switzerland. Right. You know, so the one thing that I would tell every single musician is to make a plan to leave home. Yes, absolutely. Travel. Get out there. Yep. And you don't have to wait for a tour because yes. if you go to a country and you meet the musicians there, you'll work. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's networking, right? Yeah, you will work. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there, the, I would compare the opportunities for musicians in the world to the Grand Canyon. Oh, uh-huh. Only if you're willing to explore it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. Well, you need to, yeah, you, uh, they need to pick- Artists need to go out and tour, experience the world, experience different scenarios that they're going to encounter on the road um, and on the stage, and it just makes them stronger musicians. But so, it yeah, also I would definitely encourage that. gives you a new network. You're not just networking with the, and this word is a curse word to musicians. Local, the local musician. You have to get out into the world. You have to become yeah. a world musician. You have to become notable yeah. around the world. That is mm-hmm. your charge. It, you know, no famous musician hasn't been to many different countries. You know, right. unless. They did the, you know, the beatbox thing, and they conquered social media. I'll put it that way, you know. Yeah. But our our average star has been around the world three times, at least. At least, yeah. 
<laughs> so Sheila E, what is it like working with her? Well, she's a you know uh, consummate professional because she's been doing this for so many years, starting from a very young age. And obviously, I represent her father as well, Pete Escovito. And I, mm. I actually booked the whole family into the Disney Hall, and that was a, that was a great concert. Um, yeah, I mean, most you know, most professional artists, if you make sure that everything is right. As right as can be, uh, in terms of what they require on their on their riders, and you communicate with them, and they know all the details, and they get paid. Um, it makes it so much easier because there's so many there's so many things that could go wrong, but you you have to be on as an agent, you have to be on top of that. And mm-hmm. working with her was a pleasure. Um, you know, and also I booked her in a, a, a college, and she did a speaking engagement, and I was really impressed with her speaking. She was talking about her all the things she's done in the past, and she had uh, you know back screens, and she's just a great, you know, great speaker. So, and she wrote, of course wrote a book, and she talked about that as well. So yeah. Um, What's her book about? Really fun. Well, it's a, like an autobiography, uh-huh. and um, it talks about a lot of different. It's pretty fascinating. Talks. A, she's well, pretty open about a lot of her experiences. So that's maybe we can have her as a guest. Would you like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not currently her booking agent, mm. but of course, I'm very close. You know, to the to the family, and sometimes she does work with Pete. Uh, in some of the bookings that I do, if the budget is big enough, I could I could extend that invitation to her. Yeah, ask her. I'd love to have her on the show. You know, yeah. I've been doing this since two thousand and eight, and I'm probably up to over five hundred composers. 500 women oh, musicians. Yes. Uh, so it yeah. was, and she she was very close to Prince. And yes, I was a was. princess. <laughs> I was a princess. <laughs> okay. Well, right. I have two stories about Prince that are very deep, but uh, that'll come at another time. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> do you know Jeannie Cheatham? Uh, I never met her personally, but I, I know who she is. Yes. Yeah, she's in Absolutely. San Diego. She's oh, one of our honorary members, you know, because oh, Jeannie is 94, going on 95, mm-hmm. and she is a live wire. Live wire. Oh, boy. That's great. <laughs> So we have one more song. You like this one? It's all right by with me. With it's me, all right yes. With me by Amber. So I'm gonna play this. Okay. We'll be back, Amber. We okay. It's all right with me. the wrong time 
and the wrong place Though your face is charming It's the wrong face It's not his face But such a charming face That it's alright with me It's the wrong song In the wrong style Though your smile is lovely It's the wrong smile It's not his smile But such a lovely smile That it's alright with me You can't know how happy I am that we met I'm strangely attracted to you There's someone I'm trying so hard to forget Don't you wanna forget someone too? It's the wrong game With the wrong chips Though your lips are tempting They're the wrong lips They're not his lips But such tempting lips That if some night you're free Dear, it's alright It's alright with me Jazz. 
because there are so many talented women out there, and we're still discovering them, and we'll always be discovering them. So, you know, support them. That's that's my message. <laughs> that's one of my that's messages. Now, were you at the Jazz and Pink event at the church in October about yes. three years? That was we a, was a met there. We were on the panel together, I believe. Oh my goodness! You know, aging is a difficult thing because <laughs> you forget things. But I kept looking at your picture, and in my mind, I said, "I know this lady." And then I even went back to. I said, I wonder if she grew up in New York and went to St. Clement, because you look like somebody <laughs> never went to school with. But anyway, that was it. That was it. That was an enormous event, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And, you know, Gail Johnson is just such a talent, and pulling those things together, you know, on top of everything else she does is amazing. Well, she's a talent, but more than that, she's a genuine human being. Absolutely. You know? And we're born on the same day. <laughs> oh, really? What day is that? Yes, February, February 24th. Okay. You're Pisces. Okay. And I have the pleasure of, you know, booking, uh, I've had the pleasure of booking your band and they, uh, onto the Playboy Jazz Festival and they were a huge hit, Jazz and Pink. Oh. So, uh, I, Encourage everybody to take a listen. If you're not familiar with Jazz and Pink, you should be. Well, they're going to be in Atlanta on my daughter's birthday. And oh, wonderful. Gail just agreed to get her a complimentary ticket. So today we were both blessed with complimentary tickets from you and Gail. Wow, that's great. It is. Yeah, as I know Mimi will enjoy them. I saw them first in mm-hmm. I think it was Hertzboro, Alabama. Wow. The Alabama Women in Jazz Festival. And oh, well great. first I think I saw them in, in Birmingham and then in Hertzboro and then somewhere else I can't really recall. Georgia, somewhere. Yeah, they've they've been, been a lot of places. Yeah. Yes. But I came there and when I met you, and I met Sharon Aronson and uh, Melissa Manchester. Remember mm-hmm. that? She was on the panel. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the. Wonderful... I met Gail. I met. No, I was going to say, I met Gail. Uh, I won a ticket, <laughs> some kind of a national, I forget where, I won a ticket to Norman Connors in a local, in a at a venue in Southern California. And that's how I met Gail, because she was there. And we talked afterwards. Um, it was just one of those things, and one thing led to another. So, Now, yeah. do you know Rada Bodapacina, the harpist? No, I I don't know. I didn't know her. I'm going to play her going out, but she's not playing hard. Okay. She's singing. And okay. you do know Maria Antoinette, though. Maria. Yeah. 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 
Uh-huh. Okay, my dear, I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I can do one. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Let's recruit some of these ladies and I can do more interviews and put them in the newsletter and promote them. Okay? Absolutely. We're going to have a group membership. So hang in there. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this is Narayana. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know the whole name of it. By Radha Bodhisattva. And Barbara Collins, thank you. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much.
educational organization that promotes women musicians step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.